Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guests today. We have two guests joining us for our podcast, Devo Tyndall and Lisa Staff, both own two of the most successful photo and video agencies in the Southeast and are co-owners of Sprout Connections, a human-centered digital outreach agency with offices in Charlotte and Hilton Head, two horrible locations, and are co-anchors of the popular podcast, Mind Body Business. Both Devo and Lisa are considered two of the most influential digital creators in the business. They mix the an efficient blend of content savvy with a relentless creative lavishness and depth of imagination to serve up an inspiring brand community. So I'm thrilled that you're both here with us. And Lisa, let's start with you. Could you tell us a little bit more about your business and how you're currently interacting in the marketplace? Sure. We um, each have our own separate businesses. So I have a photography business that I've been doing for um, over two decades, hate to say that, but uh, Lisa Staff Photo, and um, met this guy here uh, through social media. We started connecting and um, found that we had a lot of similarities and a lot of things that we could collaborate with and discuss and kind of elevate our business by kind of asking those questions, what are you doing in this situation? And we found that as we proceeded with that, we were having a lot of people asking us questions about content creation, about branding, about social media strategy, about speaking and teaching. And we decided that the universe was telling us something and that we should probably start a business, get that entrepreneurial spirit going. And we started Sprout Connectors and um, have been doing that for over two years now. Great. And Thank you, Lisa. And connect with a lot of people. Oh, I'm be- I bet. And how about you, Devo? Tell us a bit about your professional career and uh, how you're interacting with the marketplace today. Well, first of all, I'd just like to say, Lisa, that was a brilliant 900 voice sound you've got going on. So if we didn't do Sprout, we can go into that space. Your voice sounds very like, hey, I'm Lisa. Yeah, you didn't hear me just talking to my daughter. <laughs> it was a different voice for that. 900 plus. That's right. Uh, I have a very similar background to Lisa. Uh, partially, I, I also own a photography studio and I have for almost 20 years. Um, I've had a camera uh, in my hand since I was 12 years old. So I didn't know I could make money off that until roughly 2003 through 2004 um, after I got married to my first wife. 
and my photographer was less than stellar. And I was like, how did I pay this dude six, $7,000 to create that garbage? So um, I started going kind of dabbling in the photography wedding world at that time. Prior to that, I worked for, I did the American dream straight out of college, worked for the man for 20 years doing uh, PR branding, marketing for a very large fortune 50 company, traveling the world, doing all sorts of different things. Uh, and I just was unfulfilled uh, on the side. I would do my nine to five and then come my six, my 6 PM to 1 AM, my side hustles, which was my photography business. Um, and I built that up enough until I could just say sayonara. Uh, and that's where I am today. Uh, I met her because of her sexy 900 voice on Instagram. Um, and I slid into one of her DMS with a note, not from, uh, a romantic perspective she she was a she's a well-traveled woman um that's what they said and <laughs> and i had noticed that she had just she had just posted a really cool photo in rome and i always wanted to visit italy and uh I, so i just dropped her a note and the next thing you know um, she actually wrote me back that's the crazy thing about social media i must interact with on an annual basis thousands of people and people hit me messages all the time and a lot of uh, russian brides yeah and of all the people that i've ever actually connected with um, this is the one that we sort of continued that dialogue and it just kind of kept going and going and going until here we are today. So we launched Sprout together roughly 2019. We're sort of going through a reshuffling of that business now, um, a rebranding exercise, if you will, to be more pointed and niche driven. And so that's where we are today. I have a question. You said your first wife. How many wives have you had? Um, well, I'm in my fifth concurrent okay, one. So interesting. You're number six. So a lot of entrepreneurial businesses uh, rebrand and reframe, especially early on as they get clearer on what the marketplace is looking for uh, and ensuring that they're aligned. Is that kind of what you are experiencing today? I'd like to say that I think, you know, and we've each had separate businesses besides our photography businesses. So we've had entrepreneurial experiences in our life. And I, I think you you learn things along the way, but not everything applies to your new business. And when we started out with Sprout Connectors, we had an idea of what we wanted to do. And it was everything. It was everything. We can do this, 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 and this. And we found through experience that that's changed. And, you know, that whole niching down, yes, you do it, but you do it once you have that experience and you hear from clients and what's working and what's not and how you can service them better. And when you think about the uh, world of digital creation, I'm not sure what the best title is, digital services, digital creation. You know, I think a lot of our listeners would be interested to hear a little bit more about what that is. Uh, today, even though we are absorbed by social media, a lot of people still don't know what that type of work is, which is rebranding and positioning and how digital plays a role. So, you know, maybe Lisa, could you just walk us through a little bit about you know what that is for a lay person like me? Well, I'm really interested in the word that you used there and you used absorbed. And I think we are like absorbed with it. We're inundated. We're feeling that either the imposter syndrome or that we're just falling short. We're not doing enough. And there's so many platforms. And what's the platform that we should be on? And we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then we're seeing all these great things that everyone else is doing. And why am I not doing it? And how are they doing it? And should I change my business to do what they're doing? And there's so much confusion around it. And um, I think that's for everyone. So we try to go in on that introduction and help them to decide what their voice is, what their brand strategy are, who they are, what they're able to do, what their super value, super um, power is, and what their value is to bring back to people. And that's where we start. And from there, we're very... Um, intentional about what we're going to do for their strategy. Did you want to talk a little bit more about that? No, I think you answered it perfectly. 
So everything that we do, it, there's a purpose to it. There's core pillars to their business, and we want them to show up and give value on all of those core pillars so that they're not just salesy, they're not selling, and then that we're using their time and their efficiency to batch create content that we can go ahead and use, and they can keep going on and doing what they're doing with their clients and their business while we're we're showing up for them. And you know, you're both uh, independent business owners, and you both came together and started a business a couple of years ago together. So I'm just wondering if you could reflect a little bit on where bravery potentially played a role. Uh, a lot of people would say starting your own business takes bravery, right? There's an investment of time and energy and money and resources in order to do it. And wow, that's way too much. I can't do it. So I'm going to stay working, you know, for the quote unquote man and stay employed at an organization. And yet you both have stepped out and did this. And I'm just wondering if you could reflect for a couple of minutes. Did bravery play a role? Uh, do you think back at all and say, wow, that was really brave in what we did? Do you see who I've I've partnered with? Like that was brave. I can I see. Too. Nobody else can see, but I can see Devo. So <laughs> Can I answer that? Yeah, yeah. Before I answer that, I, I do want I do want to go back to one thing you said earlier because you asked sort of what's the digital creation aspect of where we are in today's marketplace, and really everything. If, if you if you're not paying attention, everything is evolving into you've got metaverse being created and virtual reality and augmented reality and everything in of itself is now coexisting in some sort of a digital ethos. And so if you haven't started to figure out how you're going to show up and start building some sort of plan around how you want to be part of that digital ethos, now would be the time before you sort of get left behind. Uh, because this space is moving at, at a rapid pace and that pace increases every day. Um, and, and, you know, I you know, the amount of technology that we're using today and how it, uh, how it, of doubles and triples and and continues to compound over time is markedly different than it was even a year ago. So um, if you're not doing something socially now or digitally now, get into that space now. Um, in response to your bravery question, for for me, um, it, I was I was in a different phase of my life and I was still doing the entrepreneurial thing on the side while I was still working for the corporation because I was comfortable in the space of what I had going on. And, and that, I mean that materialistically, um, I was making a lot of money doing something that was relatively easy for me and nonchalant. And, and it wasn't until um, I started realizing that I was unfulfilled in what I was doing. I had no passion behind it. I had no purpose behind it. it but, but when I was out in the field with my clients and I was growing something that was just mine and engaging with people, I felt the most empowered and most energetic. And so, yeah, fear was a big aspect of that. And it wasn't just starting my own job. It was living my life. My whole entire life was up until that point was just following a comfort zone. What was easy? What was what came natural to me? I never stopped and said, you know, I need to step into the space of the unknown because that's where I'm going to have my most growth. And even just like reaching out to Lisa, for example, and starting this new business and, and all the different things and going through a divorce, like it, all of it sort of just happened at the same time. It was like somebody came around just... You weren't reaching out to me in the middle of your divorce. No, but... <laughs> It's kind of weird. Like they, I was talking about this this morning in a mastermind. the The messenger is is the the message arrives when the student is ready. And you know, I, I just wasn't ready to be the space that I am today. And at, all at once, it's just started matriculating in you, to try different things. And then that's kind of kind of where we are now. So yeah, bravery, fear, facing your own demons, all that stuff adds up. Well, and you mentioned something, uh, Devo, that I want to go back to, which is this real intersection between bravery and motivation. 
oftentimes people may not be brave because they're not motivated. So if your boss says something that you think you should provide them information on, if you're not motivated to do it, your likelihood of doing it is low. If you're super motivated, right, in order, and it's like the 50th time I've heard it or uh, you know, somebody else heard it. And if I don't tell them, they're going to hear it from someone, whatever it might be, your likelihood of doing it is greater, right? So, you know, you reflected on a time where you were either under-motivated or not passionate enough to, to focus and look at these arenas. I know we're not sociologists, so I'm not expecting any type of uh, deep reflection there, but, you know, did you find that becoming motivated helped you move forward more effectively? I noticed personally that I saw a lot of people doing this is before the day age of social media, right? When I was doing this. So you, you didn't have access with a thumb scan of 6,000 profiles in a matter of minutes to see what other people were doing. So I had no social comparatives, if you will. But one of the things that I noticed is that when I was at work, sitting in my cubicle, doing that sort of stuff, I just felt like if I were to die today, Nobody would care. I would just be replaced by another by another cog in the wheel, and whatever I'm doing would just sort of be like that. And I always just wanted to leave a legacy of something. I didn't know what that legacy was going to be, but I was like, how how do I leave a legacy? What what can I do where people I'm where I, if I do get replaced, maybe somebody might remember that dude Devo somewhere along the lines. And I don't mean that vainly. I'm just like, what's the point? I'm here. I wake up every morning, go to my job. I drive an hour commute. I sit in a cubicle. I drive home an hour commute. I eat. I poop. I go to sleep and I start over again. It's like, what's the point of all that? And and, and it wasn't until I started asking those self-aware questions that I started actually looking sort of inner inside, if you will. I know it sounds like crazy woo-woo, but that's the beginning of everything, our inner engineering. And I started asking questions of myself, like, what do I want out of this? And that's what led me into that space. Well, terrific uh, observation, Devo. Thank you. How about you, Lisa, when you think about starting the business and career development? Yeah. And we have one that we we both share um, starting out our, our joint business. And we've, we've made this mistake twice, and hopefully we won't make it again. But I think there's that fear when you start that you're going to grab any client that you can, whether you're aligned with them or not. And um, we learned the first time it, it's not it's not in our favor. And the second time that it happened, what, six months ago or so, um, we were really excited to get this client. We knew that we weren't quite aligned, but we were like, oh, the potential. And sometimes you get... Um, starstruck with the potential of what it could possibly be. And you don't listen to that inner voice or that intuitiveness that you have. Um, We knew it wasn't the right alignment. We didn't set up the right um, boundaries as well to this is, this is, and the whole communication, this is what we're providing. This is what the expectations are and all of that. And um, we got to the point where we realized that this was not a, a positive relationship had we implemented that communication in the beginning or listened to it, we would not have gone through what we went through and we had to fire that client. So making that mistake initially and then coming to the point where we realized, you know, it's not worth the revenue. It's not worth the time and the expense of of energy. Um, And we're very intentional now through our branding and our onboarding that we are aligned with who we're going to be working with because you spend so much of your time and your energy, you know, coordinating with them and, and, and giving them that value that if you're not fully aligned, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Look, I think all, 
yeah, I think all independent providers, uh, myself included, <clears throat> want to get to that point where, you know, these aren't your words, you know, kind of pick your client base versus your client base picking you, right? And be able to say to a client, hey, I don't think I can help you or I don't think I'm the right fit or, you know, there's just not a good connection here. I know you need my help, but I'm not feeling it. So I'll give you a couple of names of others who I think might be great. You know, I'm not sure I'm there yet, right? I don't work with anybody who comes knocking on the door, but I don't have that filter yet to, uh, you know, clearly tell them that, you know, I'm not able to help them. So Lisa, I'm just wondering when you looked at starting your own business as an independent, and then obviously uh, connecting with Devo for Sprout, bravery play a role at all for you? Uh, do you think back on yourself Absolutely. as being brave? Absolutely. So um, I as well was married before, and all the branding was in my spouse's name. So about five years ago, I had to rebrand in my own name. And just stepping into that, that fear of doing things on your own and thinking, I'm probably not competent enough to do this. I can't do this. Even though I had over 20 years experience, that fear of actually doing it on my own and stepping into it. And I'm going to tell you, there was more than once that I was like crying on the way to do a job, did the job, drove back home and thought, you know, I can do this. So it's just kind of stepping into that uncomfortable and being really comfortable with stepping into that fear, because that's where you grow. That's where the growth happens. That's where you find your superpower and your energy and, and all the things that you can um, pour into your business and into your clients. Fantastic. And I'm just wondering, do you, you know, either you Devo or Lisa, or maybe you have a story together that uh, reflects a time where you did not show bravery in respect to your career decisions or choices that you'd love to share with our listeners? I think it's an extension of what Lisa was just alluding to a minute ago. I think in our in our zest to launch our new brand and to build something, we were hiring we were hiring, and I didn't use that term accidentally, we were hiring clients that just didn't fit into the paradigm of our truth. And we were looking at, you know, these are these were six figure client, uh, this one in particular. For us, that was a big deal as a startup company. And and I remember having the conversation after several of the meetings that we had early in the space with them. I don't know that I can brand that company philosophically speaking. I don't and I remember saying that to Lisa, but I didn't listen to my gut on that. We just was like, oh, here's the paycheck. Let's take it. Let's we're so excited and let's just prove that we can make it work. But you know, it, it wasn't it, it it was right away when we started doing the work that we realized this is not a good fit for us. But we still we just still kept trying to trudge through it and make it work, trying to fit a square hole into a round or a round hole into a square box, however that goes. So yeah, I mean, it, we weren't brave in the fact listening to our inner guidance on that, and we chose we chose the zest and the the price tag and the monetary value over our own spiritual sanity. Got you. It's a square peg in a round hole, just for future right. reference. I'm trying to get that out. <laughs> Words are hard for me. I know. I know. I, th so I think that goes with everything, though, like coming past that fear, like stepping through it and, and always trusting your intuition or trusting that you are good enough, that you're actually good at what you do and value your worth. Having that integrity and self-worth of who you are and not being afraid to say, this is my opinion or this is this is what I would suggest doing. I think sometimes stepping into that is really hard and we're fearful to take that step into what our power actually is. May I say something before you cut my mic? <laughs> I would Absolutely. Like to make sure, my finger like to make is over sure the cut, mic cut button. <laughs> I would like to make sure that there's a delineation made because I, I've thought about this a lot. 
there are fear-based decisions and facing your fears. And they are two different distinct things. Because just because something is fearful and ominous to you at the outset doesn't necessarily mean that that's bad for you. It might mean stepping into that space is what you need at that point in time. And I don't believe in such a thing as mistakes. So this bad decision that we made, it allowed us and enabled us to learn more about ourselves and it it allowed us to hone in on the things that we really find valuable. But I really wanted to call that out because I encounter this a lot with one of my daughters. There's a, there's a decision you make and it's not, it, it should never be based upon whether it's fearful or not. You should be trusting on whether it's, it's in your value stream. And, and if it's not in your value stream, be willing to cut that umbilical cord right away once you recognize it and you validate it and vetted it. It's not because it's just a fearful obstruction that you don't know how you're going to be able to challenge yourself to, to accomplish. Look, I wish I had cut your mic because that's the topic for a future podcast, right? <laughs> uh, not for today, but fear plays a significant role in bravery at work. And people create obstacles and reasons not to say something way more uh, of a content than why I should say something. And there oftentimes are a number of really positive reasons why you should say something to somebody that's hard for them to hear, but still needs to be said. And, you know, fear is something that we can't eliminate, right? We have to understand it and keep moving forward. But you know, there are a lot of people who say, aren't you ever fearful? Or, you know, you show such bravery. And those people would say, I'm fearful all the time, right? This isn't a matter of bravery is the opposite of fear, but you understand the fear, you value your, uh, you recognize your value system, and you keep moving forward. So I have loved chatting with both of you today. Thank you so much for your time. And Lisa, if people want to get in touch with you or Devo for more information, how can they do that? Uh, they can check us out on the World Wide Web at SproutConnectors.com or our Instagram is SproutConnectors as well. Fantastic. Well, again, Devo and Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate you. Enjoyed the conversation. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, who you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.